The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I am Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's reading is from Marcus Aurelius Meditations, Book 5, Chapter 23. Think often about how quickly everything that exists and that is coming into being is carried away and disappears. For substance is like a river that constantly flows on. The action is constantly changing, and the causes of it operate in endless variations. Almost nothing is fixed. And next to us is the boundless abyss of what has passed by and what is about to be, into which all things are lost. How then is he not a fool who gets worked up and carried away over these things, complaining as if they were enduring and troublesome? So uh, this episode is about a an experiment that I'm going to attempt to conduct in the remaining weeks that I'm in. New York. Um, maybe you want to get back also, but you'll see why it'll be difficult uh, to uh, to do when, uh, for the second half of this month. Uh, the technique involves a combination of of a technique I've been talking about lately by uh, uh, that was explained to me by Tara Brock in her book, Radical Acceptance. Uh, that technique is called the sacred pause. Uh, so it's a combination between the sacred pause and uh, another technique taught to me by Hashem called mitzvah's mezuzah. So let's just quickly review the sacred pause. I uh, encourage you, if you haven't listened to it, to listen to my episode that I devoted to this technique. I'm just going to read one one passage here from her book uh, where she first introduces the notion of it. She says, a pause is a suspension of activity, a time of temporary disengagement when we are no longer moving toward any goal. Unlike the frantic pilots, which she talked about uh, in the beginning of that chapter, we stop asking, what do I do next? The pause can occur in the midst of almost any activity and can last for an instant, for hours, or for seasons of our life. We may take a pause from our ongoing responsibilities by sitting down to meditate. We may pause in the midst of meditation to let go of thoughts and reawaken our attention to the breath. We may pause by stepping out of daily life to go on a retreat or to spend time in nature or to take a sabbatical. We may pause in a conversation, letting go of what we're about to say in order to genuinely listen and be with the other person. We may pause when we feel suddenly moved or delighted or saddened, allowing the feelings to play through our heart. In a pause, we simply discontinue whatever we are doing, thinking, talking, walking, writing, planning, worrying, eating, and become wholeheartedly present, attentive, and often physically still. You might try it now. Stop reading and sit there doing no thing and simply notice what you are experiencing. So as you can tell, and again, I encourage you <laughs> to, listen, to listen to the uh, to the episode on this, but it's a very multifaceted technique, and the uh, which can be applied to numerous circumstances and can have a variety of effects. But the technique itself is uniform, which is pause. Pause and then just don't do anything and let whatever happens happen. So I was, um, I, I think, I can't remember if this happened naturally or if I thought of the idea and then implemented it uh, earlier this week. The, you know, we have this mitzvah of mezuzah, okay? And the mitzvah of mezuzah is part of a general class of mitzvahs which the Rambam uh, codifies in Sefer Ahava, in the Book of Love, uh, which is the Book of Love of God. Uh, and he says in the beginning of the book, uh, in the beginning of the Mishnah Torah, that the purpose of these mitzvahs, hold on, I actually did not bring this up uh, on the actual text, because uh, I didn't intend to quote it, but you know, you see, this is what happens when you don't, uh, when, you, when you be spontaneous about this stuff. So he says in the second book, I will include in this book the uh, the mitzvahs which are uh, constant. Which we've been commanded in in order to love the true existence, to love God, and to remember him constantly. 
Kagon Kriyashma, Utfila, Utfilin, Ubrachos, Ubrachos. Just uh, for example, the reading of the Shema, Tfila, prayer, Tfilin, Brachos, blessings, Umila, Bichlalan, and and circumcision is included in it. The Fishihi Ospi of Serena Lahaskir, Tami Bashash, Ain Sham, Lo Tfilin, Velotisis, Vukio to the hen. And uh, because uh, it is a sign, uh, circumcision is a sign in our flesh to remind us constantly at a time when we have neither Tfilin, nor Titis, nor other things like that. Krasi Shem Sefer Zet, Sefer Ahab. And I call this book the Book of Love. So these are, so Mezuzah is one of these mitzvahs, it's a reminder mitzvah. And the question is, what does it remind us of? Um, now, the the uh, the answer is very simple to uh, and undeniable because what does mezuzah remind us of? It reminds us of of the contents of the mezuzah, which is the first two uh, paragraphs of the Shema, uh, Shema and Bahayim Shemoa, which we recite uh, two times a day. So that's the content. But the question, I guess, is what's the function of mezuzah? In other words, there are there are lots of ideas in those two parshios, uh, but what effect is the mitzvah supposed to have on us? So best, the best, um, I guess, uh, articulation of, of, uh, of that purpose or that function is, is, that I've seen is in the Rambam in Hilchus Tefillin and Mezuzah V'Sefer Torah. Uh, and it's very easy to remember what halakha this is because it's uh, chapter 6, halakha 13, 613. So that's how you can remember it. So Rambam writes as follows. And in fact, you know what? I'm going to read this in Hebrew. I initially wasn't going to, but I think the Hebrew carries different... Uh, different implications than the English. So the Rambam writes as follows. A person is obligated to be careful regarding mezuzah. Because it is an obligation on everybody always. Now here's where he describes the function. Anytime he goes in and out, meaning he goes in and out of a door, he will encounter the oneness of the name of the Holy One, blessed is he. Uh, by that he means the idea of God's oneness that's in the first paragraph of the Shema, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekein Hashem Echad. Uh, here, understand, O Israel, Hashem is our God, uh, Hashem is one. V'yizkor avaso, and he will remember his love. Uh, and I believe this means not his love that God loves us, but the idea that we are obligated to love God, because it says in the second Pasuk, You should love Hashem, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your resources. So he'll he'll encounter the idea of God's oneness, the oneness of God's name. He'll remember love of God, his obligation to love God. And he will wake up from his sleep. Now that's metaphorical, because you're not sleepwalking. And his immersion in the temporal vanities or in the the uh the ephemeral uh uh nothingnesses however you want to translate havle hasman the yeda and he will know and he will know that there is nothing at all that lasts forever and ever except for knowledge of the rock of the world or the rock of eternity uh that's a reference to god Umiyad, and immediately, he will return to his mind, and he will walk uh, on upright paths. Amru Chachamim, the sages said, uh, anyone who has tefillin on his arm and his head and arm, and tzitzis on his garment, and a mezuzah on his door, he is assured, or he is presumed, that he will not sin. 
Shahar Yeshlo Maskirim Rabim, because he has many reminders. And these reminders are the angels that save him from sinning. Shnemar, as it says, as it says, the angel of Hashem encamps around his reverent ones and releases them. So so that's the that's the idea of mezuzah or the function of mezuzah is that the, the contents of mezuzah are the first two paragraphs of the Shema and obviously there's a lot to learn there. The idea is that whenever you enter and exit, you will encounter these ideas and uh, and the Ramam does single out the idea of God's oneness and the love of God and you'll be reminded of the fact that there is nothing that lasts forever except for knowledge of God, which is what the Torah holds is the purpose of man, uh, knowledge of God through Torah, knowledge of God through uh, through science, through knowledge of reality. Um, uh, that's in the Pasuk that I'm always quoting, uh, Yirmiyahu 923. Uh, 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 that, uh, that only in this may a person take glory in himself, knowing and comprehending me, or comprehending and knowing me that I am Hashem who does righteousness and ju- justice and uh, uh, sorry uh, kindness and justice and righteousness on the earth because in these is my desire says Hashem. That's the purpose of of of, uh, of human existence is to seek knowledge of God in a manner that leads us to do kindness, justice, and righteousness. So you'll you'll uh, you'll remember that and then you'll return to your mind. Um, after having been been pulled out of your immersion in the vanities of the times. So when you think about these two techniques in conjunction with each other, Tara Brach's technique of the, of the sacred pause and the Torah's mitzvah, uh, which is a technique of perfection, of mezuzah, you realize that they make a pretty good combo. And here's my experiment, okay? Uh, ideally, I would do this anytime I injure and exit a door that has a mezuzah, but I know tafasta merubalo tafasta that if you bite off too much, uh, then you're not going to get anything. So the experiment I'm going to try to do is on my way out of my house at the beginning of the morning, I'm going to attempt to do a two second radical pause. Uh, sorry, a two second uh, sacred pause, and look at the mezuzah. And when I enter into yeshiva for the first time in the morning, I'm going to do it again. And then when I leave yeshiva for the last time in the day, I'm going to do it again. And when I enter into my house for the last time in the day, I'm going to do it again. So that's four instances in the day. Essentially, when I'm leaving my house and going into yeshiva, and then when I exit my house and then come, oh, sorry, exit yeshiva and come back into my house, I'm going to just try to take a radical pause and then look at the mezuzah and see what happens. And this to me is uh, is emerging as one of the fruits of my exploration of of um, stoicism, mindfulness, uh, IFS, um, you know, all these other things. Which is that you know a lot of these techniques don't have any content, or they claim to have content that, or they, they claim to derive knowledge from other sources. So, for example, like like in 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 Tara Brock's book, which I, I'm still in the middle of reading, then. She does talk about, you know, just listening to what's going on, listening to your feelings, uh, feeling whatever it is that you're feeling, feeling your thoughts, uh, taking in stimuli, all this other stuff. So I'm not saying that that's bad, but what I am saying is that it is not specific content. You're just letting whatever happens happen. And that has its value. However, the mitzvos do have content, you know, especially the ones that literally have content inside, like mezuzah. So what I'm 
what uh, what I'm curious about is what happens. So the problem is that we don't think about these mitzvahs. We don't really stop and allow the messages of the mitzvahs to hit us. So that's why I think embracing a technique that forces us to stop in our tracks and pay attention combined with a an object worthy of paying attention to, which is the mezuzah, will yield some interesting results. And I'm just curious to see what happens over the next uh, two weeks exactly uh, that I have um, – that I, that I conduct this experiment with. And again, I, I, it's an experiment. So we'll see if I succeed in actually implementing it. Um, I mean, you know, I've walked in and out of my house in yeshiva many, many times and not thought at all about mezuzah. So it's going to take some work to try to do, but we'll see what happens. And especially with this Ramam in mind, I mean, I think one of the effects it's going to have, hopefully, is reminding me of what actually is important in life and what actually lasts, which is knowledge of Hashem. And this is why I started off with the Marcus Aurelius quotation, because... Uh, and I don't know this for sure, uh, because I I, um, I think I dealt with this in a much earlier episode this year, but I don't really know what the Stoics' views are or what Marcus Aurelius' views are on the eternity of the soul. But certainly in this passage and in many others, he seems to basically say that nothing lasts, you know, that everything is just flux and change. Uh, and the only thing you have is this life. And, and there is a certain truth in the fact that the vast majority of things that are in the world— uh, are just flux and change and temporal. Um, but it seems like Marcus Aurelius or other Stoics tend to depict everything as Havile Hasman, except for how you make free will choices, whereas the Torah holds that there is something that actually lasts forever. Um, so I think that there is a, you know, there's an overlap here that on the one hand, recognizing what actually doesn't matter is something that the the Torah and, and the Stoics have in common. But then the Torah has a different view of what does matter, which is knowledge of Hashem and all of the uh, implications of that, including, you know, God's oneness, love of God and all these things. So that's the experiment. Uh, if anyone would like to join me in the experiment uh, and share our results, let me know. And maybe we can um, we can share what we experience when we try this uh, for the next two weeks. Oh, the reason why this is not going to work so well when I got back is I'm going back to Seattle for a weekend and then I'm going to go to Hawaii. And I just have a feeling like when I go to Hawaii for the end of the month, um, there are not going to be that many mezuzahs <laughs> that I encounter. So this is a two-week experiment as opposed to my usual month-long experiment. That is it for today's episode. If you've gained from what you've learned here today and would like to support my production of even more Torah content, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneewise, link in the description. Thank you to my listeners for listening and thank you to my patrons for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.